You are now listening to Yazzie Talk, the podcast of Yasmin. Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening from wherever you are and welcome to Yazzie Talk. In today's episode, I'm going to talk about you know how I talk to myself because I feel like a lot of people don't just like talk to themselves or maybe a bunch of people talk to themselves and maybe you guys can relate to this episode and maybe you won't or maybe you want to understand the people who talk to themselves yeah I talk to myself a lot what do I really mean by talking to myself I mean like full-blown conversations with myself like I have to make a decision and I talk to myself saying I feel like I should do this and then like my other me or not really my other me and then I would ask myself why do you want to do it like what's the aim what what are you gonna gain from that do you really want to do it is it a need is it important is it urgent is it something that you really have to do like right now because most of the time I talk to myself when I'm in the case of crisis and I have to make a decision as soon as possible I honestly don't find it weird because you know in this world the only person that knows me the best among other people is myself so I think it's better if I just talk to myself and have a conversation with my brain. It's like a, it's like a, think of it, like a, like a conversation between my heart and my brain. That sounds so cheesy, but it is what it is. Like my brain says, no, we have to be rational. And my heart is like, no, let's move in emotion for once, which I hate to do. Honestly, I hate following my heart. I hate moving in emotion because for so many times people have taken advantage of my kindness and me being nice to the point where in the people I recently met, before maybe around the year 2018 2017 i'm not really sure i don't remember very well my brain dead they they label me as a person who is too nice and too forgiving so if you're wondering what happened to me well i'm not really the person to blame here and another thing when i was still a student because i'm not a student now i hate the education system in the philippines so i dropped out of college if you guys want to know why i dropped out of college i hate the education system in the philippines anyway I used to talk to myself whenever I wasn't doing homework and I was debating on whether I should make a YouTube video or not or if I should study or not, if I should just like, you know, take a nap or not. So I I often made YouTube videos whenever I didn't want to do my homework and it turned out fine. I got to expose my creativity back then, but you know, there are repercussions, there are consequences to my actions back then and I did receive low grades before but I don't really care because you know numbers I don't want to be defined by numbers I didn't want to be defined by numbers back then in school so why would I want to be defined by numbers now just because I have a large following anyway I want to talk about that a little bit more a lot of people have been asking before like when I was gaining followers like how does it feel how does it feel and I'm like I don't like it it's like I'm being defined by that because a lot of people just started talking to me again especially like my I don't I don't want to call them my friends anymore. I'm not going to be a fake person. You know, the people that I used to go to school with, they, they would ask me like, hey, you're famous and all that, yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, yeah, you're talking to me because of that? You're talking to me because of that. Like, they don't even like, they don't, I feel like their intentions are nice, but I just feel like, you know, they wouldn't even talk to me if I wasn't someone on the internet. And it's, it, it just, it doesn't sit right with me. Should I stand up? Anyway, as I was saying, I used to talk to myself a lot and I still do. Like right now, I'm basically talking to myself. As I speak, I'm having a conversation with my brain because I don't just want to follow my heart because that is so cheesy and moving in emotion. I, I just, I don't know how emotions work, okay? Anyway, I'm going to give you guys a few study tips. So when you're going to study, what you want to do 
is like when the teacher is discussing, you just write down, oh, wait, why am I giving out study tips for face-to-face classes? I remember online classes are different now. You can basically like cheat your way to graduation and things are like easier, I guess, but also the backlogs and everything. I don't really know what to give how to you know give advice on that since i've never experienced it and i don't want to talk about something i've never experienced because it's not my place but this is the way that i used to study before so during the discussion of the teacher i would just like write it down on a yellow pad you know so so it's big so if your teacher is talkative you get to to write down a lot of things and i get that it's very expensive but it worked out for me the best so i would write down literally everything that they say And then I transfer it to my notes. So as I'm transferring, I get to remember the entire discussion because I'm more of a I'm more of a listener rather than a studier, like a reader, not a studier. I'm more of a listener than a reader. I don't like just reading things. I want it to be explained to me. I want it, you know, just like the way that I would explain things like I would really go into detail. Like I want that kind of learning. I want I want it vocal. I'm also a visual listener, so if there's a visual thing uh, as much as possible, I'd ask for a copy so I can watch it again and I get to remember. And that, that, that is my number one study tip. As a teacher is talking, you write everything down. So when you rewrite it on your notebook, if ever you do that, you get to remember. That's what I did. I know that it's a lot of effort, but it worked the best for me since I do hate the education system in the Philippines. I don't know if I said that enough, but I want you guys to know that enough that I truly do hate the the education system here in the Philippines. Because the education system here in the Philippines is more on about memorizing instead of actually applied learning. Like, I don't get it. They call it applied learning. Where's the application? I don't see it. I don't feel it. I don't feel like I learned like right now I feel like that's the that's the state of every student out there like you guys aren't learning anymore you guys are just like doing things for the sake of doing things and you get you you get to pass whatever class why am I rhyming anyway you just do things for the sake of doing it and like reaching the deadline which is honestly really sad because learning before used to be really fun since there was a reward system. Like say that you have a big exam today and you studied days for it with your friends. Like you guys would review each other, you guys would share notes and all that. And then after that big exam, you guys would go out to eat, you guys would go to the mall or like reward yourselves with like milk tea or whatever. You can't do that now. The best way to see your friends safely is through a video call and I don't like that. Like I want their presence. I want to feel their energy. That's why I'm also very sad because it's been a very long time since I last saw my friends and whenever I go back home in Manila, I do my best to, you know, visit my friends since we all live very close there. And it makes me sad to think that we can no longer hang out whenever we want because of this stupid pandemic. And a lot of bitches out there really, oh my gosh, they're not taking the pandemic seriously and it's very, very frustrating. Like, a lot of people already died. Like, is that not enough reality to you? Do you want to experience it yourself? Again, sometimes we don't have to experience things to talk about it. That is exactly what I just did. I, I have never experienced online learning, but I talked about it because I, I've, t- I've spoken, I've talked to a lot of people who do that even my youngest cousin she's currently you know i mean like she's doing well in class she's a very very smart kid but what about the other kids what about the other kids who learn in different ways right and studying at you know my point is my very point here with the online learning adaptation in the philippines my point here is there are a lot of students who don't understand anything in class face to face so what more online do they even get to learn like i don't get it 
I honestly don't get how like both parties can do their jobs. Like even teachers had a hard time in the beginning. I don't know if they already adapted to it. I mean, we have a lot of young teachers, but we also have a population of teachers who are old and are not, you know, techie people. So how are they adjusting to this? And why are we the ones adjusting to this when there are people who are supposed to be doing their jobs and make things efficient for literally everyone? It's very frustrating when you think about it. Like, you, you can't just blame your teachers. They're also victims of the system, of the current system that we have. So, you know, we should be angry at just, like, one direction. Wait, no, no, wait, no, not them. Not, no, 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 no. I love Louis. But I feel like you guys understand what I mean, right? Right? I feel like I'm right. Yeah, no, I'm not wrong. I'm right. Yeah. Even the teachers are victims of the system. Even the students, even the personnel and staff. And also another thing, I'm not gonna name what school this is, but there's this school and their tuition fee back when it was still face-to-face -face classes, it was already expensive. And even now in online learning, it's still expensive. And I do not understand as to why there is still like utilities to be paid. Like they don't even get to go to the library or experience the air conditioning. What? Why are you making them pay for the utilities? It's weird. It's part of their, uh, what do you call this? Tuition fee. It's weird. I find it very weird. I, f I find it very capitalist. Like, you're already rich. Why are you milking money out of students? Everyone's having a hard time. You know, there's students. They're not, I mean, like, maybe there are some students who support themselves when it comes to their learning. Like, they pay for their own tuition fees. But, yeah, including that population, th the times are difficult now. It's very difficult to find money. It's very difficult to earn money. When you earn money, uh, you know, there are chances that you're risking your health because you go outside, you commute, you interact with people and stuff like that. It depends on what job you have. But there, are, I, I get that uh, there are also people who get to work from home, but it's still difficult. It's still hard. Like, I get that you work in the comfort of your own home, but what about the people that you live with? It's a case-to-case -case basis for everything, but those are just my two cents with the whole you know tuition fee having to pay for utilities and basically like money making money making no earning money money making what is this uh, i do not work at the bank when i was in the first grade i transferred to a private school i had the privilege to study in a private school from first grade to sixth grade and i'm not uh, should i name what school yeah I, I i feel like it's allowed it's santa catalina college in ligarda manila and I miss that place so much. I miss that place very, very much. I miss the people. I miss the... You know what? I, I don't know if you guys can relate to this, but there is a certain smell in schools, and I miss that smell in my school. Like, the scent of it all, and, like, seeing the kids, you know, play in the quadrangle, and just walking around the hallway, like, seeing the personnel, because it's still the same personnel, it's still the same, and I feel like they still know me, I don't know, I have, I have a lot of tattoos now, and a different hairstyle, and I, I, I'm taller, I am no longer 7 years old, oh wait, I graduated when I was 13, maybe I did grow taller, I'm not sure, I hope I did, I'm 5'2", that's tall, that's really tall for me already, anyway, I miss it very much. Like I, we used to do uh, a, a book report every quarter, and I miss just like staying in the library and looking at the books with pictures because I do not like reading. I've mentioned that already. I do not like reading at all. I love books with pictures because it makes my imagination go burr. 
and I miss hanging out with my friends. I miss hanging out in the library after class whenever I was like, I didn't, I didn't feel like you know playing outside because we used to play a lot of games. Like the number one game that we we used to play was Black One Two Three. It's like a uh, a go and base type beat, and it was always boys versus girls and stuff like that. We didn't mind really. It wasn't. I mean, like it did have like a negative thing to it because. I mean, we got a lot of fast runners on the girl side too, and it's kind of funny because I'm not even a girl anymore. <laughs> In case you didn't know, I'm non-binary, so yeah, <laughs> piece of info about me. And I just miss it. I miss playing basketball with my friends. I miss I miss playing badminton with my friends. I miss I just miss pretty much everything that I used to do when I was still innocent. See, that's the thing that I,、uh, I feel like we should value when we have like younger siblings or younger cousins or pretty much anyone that you know, or even pamangkins like a younger niece, nephew. Protect their innocence, maybe, because I, I, I wish I had someone that protected my innocence. That's, that's depressing. That's really sad. I'm so sorry I said that, but I feel like I it just had to be said because things are different when your your eyes aren't fully open to the real world and how you know we're living in a place where bad people exist, where people have different intentions from what they show to you externally, and yeah, there, there's just a lot of fake people out there, and I hope everyone is you know protecting themselves. But it's also sad to think that. The way that we protect ourselves is by building walls and shutting people out because we just don't want to get hurt anymore. As I mentioned earlier, you know, I used to be the kind of person that was too nice, too forgiving, and now I'm like this. I retaliate by being so sarcastic that people just get pissed off and leave me alone, which is honestly my aim because I don't want to. I don't want to deal with fake people anymore. It's so tiring, and I I get really sad. Okay. Like I don't show emotions outside, but when I'm left alone and I'm talking to myself again, I kind of reflect on things, which is why I stopped like um a, v- a variety of my content, like such as the Gen Z series and the Bardagulan series. I stopped it mainly because there are people who do not know the difference between content and real life, and they thought that you know my behavior in my content, my videos, it was fine when in reality it's not, and. I have a large demographic of people who are kids that watch my videos, and I just don't want to be. You know, I get that it's not my. I've already talked about this, but I get that it's not my responsibility to provide a safe space for them. But like, who will? I I I I just want to do my part. You know, I have a big following. I have to be. I have to be responsible of that. And another thing. Um, I realized that I would gain a lot of followers from doing those kinds of videos, but I do not want to be a sellout. Like I was no longer happy with making them, too. Other than that reason, I just personally wasn't happy because I felt like I was being labeled by people, and I don't, I don't like that. Again, I don't like being controlled by other people, and so I stopped and tried different contents such as storytelling, just yeah, and like following trends. Until now, wherein I make. At least for now, I still make astrology content, which I really enjoy. And I'm the. How do I say this? Like my aim, my aim with creating astrology content is to make people curious as to what astrology really is. Because there are still a lot of people saying that it's not real, it's not true. You gotta, one way or another, you gotta know yourself better, bro. And honestly, for me, astrology has helped me so much with knowing myself better. And being able to communicate with other people better, just to be honest with everyone, astrology. 
I get I, I really got to know myself better and it really explained a whole lot of things and whenever I would read stuff about it I get called out and I'm like oh so I should probably do something about that because it really applies to me I feel like we're living on a floating rock in space and with astrology requiring your birth date your birth time and birth place and it's all mathematically arranged mathematically correct you have an entire chart of planets and houses i feel like that's not that's really hard to make up that's hard to say that oh yeah no this is just all for fun it's hard to say that it's fiction at least for me but if you believe in something else then go ahead i'm not really pressuring anyone my aim is to just like make people interested in it and maybe help them discover themselves better and understand themselves better because to be honest i really did understand myself better i'm not gonna lie like i'm really scared of who i am just to be honest with all my placements what so yeah notice how we all keep on learning things despite that we're not in school see that's my point the practical things that you learn in life you don't always learn it at school because we do have a very bad system so yeah that's why i didn't like it either like i didn't learn how to be practical i didn't learn how to you know be a good marketer in school like i had i needed experience in real life like yeah i get that you need a degree to get a job but it just depends on what you do how you uh how you uh, uh, what do you call this term street smart you know or discarte in in tagalog depende on eh. a disclaimer i am not convincing anyone to drop out of school um if you need that you you need that me i don't i really don't i've already decided a very very long time ago maybe two years ago two three years ago i don't really remember um today is 2020 it's 2021 oh, two years ago there we go that it's not something that i would need because like i would always say if i were to die today i would die happy and we're living on a floating rock we are living on a floating rock the world is ending do you really think that i would choose a degree over living no 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 sweetheart no 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 but again if it's your choice then maybe consult people because before i dropped out okay i'm gonna st- i'm gonna tell you guys the story of like before i dropped out of college before i dropped out of college i talked to my past teachers before i talked to my mom i, p- I talked to my past teachers because they were the ones that were always there for me because of the fact that i spent a lot of time in school so before talking to my mom i know i know that she knows me best but my teachers just know like a few chapters of my life that my mom doesn't really know and i do not want her to know because she will be concerned of me and i do not want her to be sad anyway talk to my teachers about it i asked for their opinion i was like you know i'm planning on dropping out of college and all of them of course they said no they all said no they were like no you need that you need that for a job and i'm like yeah just for a job is that really the point of education now so you can get a job stable job and then you work for the rest of your life and i've i've i my main point was that i wanted to live like i, I again i do not like being under control i felt like school had a complete control of me and i didn't like that because when i was when i was when i was taking my studies seriously i would push my family away whenever there were events because i was studying and i don't want to be like that anymore so i talked to them about that and all of them said that I needed to pursue my education. I didn't, I didn't really want that. I didn't like that at all. So I, I explained my part and they were like, you know what? We know what kind of kid you are. You're not really going to listen to us. <laughs> You're still going to follow yourself. But you know what? We believe in you. No matter what you do, we know you'll succeed. And maybe maybe they were right. But maybe n- none of us were expecting that I'd be, you know, where I am now. 
So that's what I did. Uh, talking to people is very important in making decisions. Like, I needed some bits of input, maybe some validation. Maybe. I needed, I needed opinions because it's not just me that was going to be affected. And then when I told my mom that I wanted to drop out, she was like, okay, if you think that's best. I guess she knew that I hated school. I guess, she, I mean, she, she is my mom and we, you know, I see her before I leave for school every morning and maybe she saw how sad I was. But yeah, it's weird. Maybe I was privileged to the point wherein people supported me with my decision and I honestly have no regrets. Not because I'm someone on the internet, but it's because I'm happier, you know, I'm, I'm where I want to be. But if, even if I did have a different career, I'm pretty sure I'll still be happy because <laughs> wherever I go, like my choice, I'm always happy. But again, I just want to clarify that when I dropped out of college, it wasn't all sunshines and rainbows. I was stagnant for six months. I was making money, but it wasn't really enough and it wasn't really stable. But I was making money and it was enough for me, at least, to make myself live. But now, you know, I'm very, very grateful for or like i'm very grateful with where i am now i feel like that's a better sentence i'm very grateful with where i am now and i honestly wouldn't be anywhere if it weren't for the people so that's why i said that talking to people is very important and if you want to make a decision other than you know talking to yourself maybe try to talk to the people that are around you and have known you for years and know you inside outside sideways upside down all the ways you know because i feel like when we make decisions on our own other people will be concerned because there are a lot of things to consider before you know making a final decision so it's really best for us to talk to people that know us the best because how would they know us the best right why would we why would we let ourselves be vulnerable around them if they're not the best people and since they are the best people they just want the best for us it's really like that and i get that some people are worried that they might be a burden and stuff like that I, trust me you're not if that is the best person that knows you the best, you will not be a burden to them. If they if they make you feel like you're a burden, then maybe they're not the best person out there. And there are better people out there. You just gotta keep on looking. And I understand again that there are some people who have walls bigger, stronger, longer than the Great Wall of China. And I just hope that, you know, you lower your walls down to someone that you really trust. Because no man is an island and I don't want anyone to feel alone or lonely. So sometimes you really need to talk to people. I don't know how else to convince you. It's just a great need to have some companionship from somebody else. You know, it's called socializing. I'm kidding. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But yeah, we need to talk to people. And I want to end this podcast with that saying that we need to talk to people when we need to. Or maybe you just want to have a conversation with them. That's fine as well. But... You don't always have to deal with your problems alone.